Welcome in to another episode of Hoopstradamus. We got the triangle offense. Adam Shalfu, Hami Arain, Abbas Dahadwala. How you guys doing? Doing great. It is a beautiful, uh, you know, 13 degree night. Uh, it is Friday and uh, everyone loves Friday. Yeah, I mean, that's like the main takeaway for me, too. It's Friday. There's a lot of good basketball on tonight. Bulls, Clippers. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. The ESPN games are trash, though. I don't know why they have to put New Orleans on ESPN on national TV every single week. Yeah. Not even a good team. It's like, I I know y'all love Zion, but like, I'm surprised they haven't flexed all of those games out for the Hornets now that LaMelo is good. So we can get some like Bleach Report. Uh, games but uh yeah I, i'm kind of i'm just it's sad that the espn games suck but it's also good because then that means i don't need to listen to mark jackson or van gundy doing a game that should be good <laughs> well i mean you got a you know luca against zion that's that's pretty fun uh both teams i mean the mavs are supposed to be a lot better than they've been so far uh but you could they're they're about uh even playing field right now, those two squads. So hopefully at least it's a competitive game. Those guys are actually uh, right neck and neck in the standings. The Mavs are 12 and four, the Pelicans are 11 and 13. So it could be a fun game, but yeah, two below 500 teams. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like if I, I mean, honestly, if I had it my way, I'd much rather have seen them flex something to get bucks jazz on national TV. Cause that's like two teams that are, hotter than anyone right now yeah uh, and i, I yeah. think box jazz would have been amazing to be on national tv the second one is memphis la memphis lakers even that one is you know it, it is what it is um i just wish the slate was a little bit better spurs hawks would have been really nice on national tv as well but like you know we'll take it we'll take it yeah yeah just uh you know at this point all the weirdness we've had the last year or so i'm just happy we still have live basketball they can't take it that's away true. from us that's true Absolutely. are you happy enough to have an all-star game i guess we'll be getting into that uh i mean it depends on the logistics you know uh i mean at this point all these guys are playing together anyway and so i think like if you do it the right way i don't think you're making that much more of a risk honestly i feel like the travel is the risk though why force them to travel all the way to Atlanta to play a game that doesn't matter? Yeah. And then especially yeah. if like six of them get sick, seven of them get sick, then it's like you're going to be missing the best players in the league for up to 14 to 20 days. That's a really good point. Like even like Jimmy Butler, when he got it, he was out. What, he missed like almost a whole month? Yeah, it like almost cost the Heat a playoff spot. They've won, I think, four in so, a row now. So they're back. So like, it's yeah, like, that's a good point. Maybe, what's maybe the they should of What's the point of a stupid All-Star game if it comes at the expense of guys getting sick? Because, like, look, as a Bulls fan, I'd love to see Zach Levine in the game. But if he gets COVID going for an All-Star game and the Bulls lose 15 games in a row, <laughs> what was the point? <laughs> uh, to get them all immunity in time for the playoffs. <laughs> hey, dude the bulls aren't gonna make the playoffs if zach levine misses a single game <laughs> yeah yeah you're probably right um yeah honestly you make some good points and uh i don't know man i just don't know and i i think that's where i'm at with most of this stuff like this is my first global pandemic uh i don't have too much experience in it and i just don't know 
Uh, whatever Fauci says, I'll go with. If Fauci says all-star game, cool. If Fauci says no all-star game, cool. Honestly, I think that's the, that's the question to ask him. They really want the fans in this because they want it in Atlanta. So, And so I, I wonder if that uh, woman will be back there to see LeBron. That that would be cool. But LeBron said he wouldn't be there mentally. So we'll see what LeBron puts out there. Maybe what it will be a robot. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it will have a mannequin out Maybe he'll, he'll, he'll play he'll, half the game. He could do some sort of like Luke Skywalker thing where he's actually like not there, but his forced ghost is there. Yeah. I think he's there. We, we can put, we can put a hologram on him. Yeah. yeah. We can make them a hologram, you know, maybe he has them from Cavs all-star games. We can just switch them out there. Maybe have similar jerseys. Yeah. The national anthem performed by Tupac and the Beatles, you know, I, th- I think there's a lot you could do with hologram all-star games. They need to repeat that that national anthem from a few years ago. <laughs> Who was it again? The terrible Fergie. one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the one geez. where everybody was laughing. <laughs> yeah. She they need to, to do that. They need to do that just to like get all these like Clay Travis and, and Ben Shapiro, get all these guys like all riled up because people are laughing during the anthem. I really want to, I want to see that redone. <laughs> It would be. Have fun. you ever thought about because you guys ever thought about the uh, 2024, you know, going to the moon or whatever that that Artemis mission? Have you ever guys thought about maybe uh, seeing the national anthem on the moon, live satellite? Maybe they could do that. Maybe. Maybe, maybe while they're at it, they can do the Bellamy salute. I, I think. Uh, oh, I don't know that one. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I think maybe David Bowie would be a good guy for a moon performance. R.I.P. Yes, he would be the perfect guy. Yes, I think so. Yes. He would be perfect. Uh, anyway, we, we've found ourselves quite off track. Uh, <laughs> at this point, you want to just like share who you want on your uh, East and West All-Star ballot? Are you guys ready for this? <laughs> well, we'll still watch the game. Yeah, we'll still watch the game. Oh, I'll be watching the game. I won't support it, but I'll watch it. I got my purple uh, marker. I got my notebook. And I'm writing down five starters for the East, five starters for the West. And I also just want to get this off my chest here, as long as I'm accidentally rhyming. Uh, I don't like the whole front court backcourt thing. Like, just give me positions. You know, I, I, I think the NBA is still doing the front court backcourt thing. I think it's dumb. I'm, I don't support it. Uh, so I'm just putting that out there. Uh, I, I wouldn't even mind it positionless because there's so many amazing guards in the league mm-hmm. it's like if if like three guards in the east are insanely good it would feel weird to like count one of them out which i feel like is kind of the case right now with with harden in the east as well there's a lot of guys who who deserve it but probably won't get it yeah i think that's kind of the nature of the beast this year um I mean, this is like, who do you want to be an all-star? Not necessarily who do you think will be an all-star, but you're, you're five starters. Uh, anyone want to, anyone want to start? Are you guys still compiling your lists over there? Let's start with our Eastern Conference centers. Who do we have for our Eastern Conference centers? I have Nikola Vucevic. This is my spite, spite, you know, whatever lineup uh, that I voted for a few, I don't know, maybe a week or two back. Vucevic is my center. What about you guys? I got Embiid. 
I mean, like... Oh, I actually have Embiid as well. <laughs> so I have Embiid and Vucevic. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, so you're just going front court, back court. That's fine. Yeah. I won't impose my my rules on you. Um. Well, I mean, Vucevic is the, is, is the he's, he's the power forward. Or maybe Embiid is the power forward. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, the, I guess I voted front court, back court. That's how I voted back then. I, I went old school. I mean, it's weird when you look at those guys like Bradley Beals, like leading the league in points per game. But, like, I think a boss could lead the league in points per game if he was on the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could see it happening. <laughs> yeah, like – Cool, you're you're scoring thirty three points a game on like the laughing stock of the league. You know, like I don't know, that doesn't impress me, frankly. You know, uh, and so spoiler alert: the guy who's fifth in points per game, uh, even though they just lost the Wizards, that's my shooting guard in the East. Is uh, I think he's been out lately. He might have been out. I don't know. I mean, now he's out. I don't know. Who? Bradley Beal. He's he's been out. Last couple of games, yeah, that's obvious. Okay, yeah, Over. I mean, he uh, he, he he's been awesome, but yeah, he's good. He's actually one of my guards in the East, as well as Zach Levine. Oh, interesting. Those are your two guards, huh? Yeah, and my other forward, KD. Oh yeah, I mean, you gotta not have KD. KD. Kevin Durant, yeah, yeah, KD. Okay, I got to pick one more uh, forward, and then I have my starting five for both. Let's see. Yeah, here, I'll give you all my East. Uh, So I've got uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, Then next to him, Zach Levine, because, you know, you have to. Uh, Durant, Embiid, and then I have a wild card for my fifth guy. I was thinking either uh, Tatum, but he missed a lot of time, Sabonis. Ooh, uh, but nice. I, I got to go with Cristiano Felicio, man. Oh, Getting on the gosh. court for the first time all year. Uh, he had a really nice pass. The Brazilian I blob. He, I think he might have scored once. So, you know, I'm really happy for him. It, nobody thought he would ever see the court ever again. I thought maybe but I'd see him on stage he, at a live action you know, Shrek musical. <laughs> he, he somehow found a way to, to get on the court. So, Cristiano, he, he really... He deserves my vote, <laughs> even if it's the only vote he's going to get, but he really <laughs> deserves it. <laughs> but yeah, got to get Levine in there, 100%. Here's here's my East starters. I got uh, point guard, Trey Young. Shooting guard, Zach Levine. Small forward, Giannis. Power forward, KD. Well, I guess it should be KD, then Giannis. Uh, and then uh, Joel Embiid at the five. More serious than mine. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Same with me. What about who's your uh, five for the East, Tommy? Uh, I have, uh, like I mentioned, Beal and Levine, the backcourt, the scoring guards, no D. And uh, I have Embiid as center and Durant and Vucevic. Okay. Okay. Vucevic uh, is my fantasy, one of my fantasy guys, and so is Beal, so I just have to. Sh- out you know so really it's just you're you're trying to flex your fantasy team it's not that i'm I'm just trying to i'm trying to support those guys okay that's fair as best as i can yeah i mean you should as their fantasy gm 
You have to do whatever it takes to get their morale up. Yeah. I support it. I like it, Hami. That you're thinking about you're thinking about the championship. You're yeah, not wasting course. time on the playoffs for the regular season. You're thinking about the championship. Well, Maybe. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of thinking about the regular season. Just just a little bit because my you know my cousin last year had like it was like 17 and 0 before he lost. So I should have gone Sabonis. You know he's been <laughs> key for me in fantasy basketball this year. Uh, yeah, I think my first two picks are both injured or were injured. So uh, I don't know what my record is, but I think it's bad. <laughs> uh, let's let's go out west. Um, I'll, I'll start. I got Steph Curry. He's he's in the MVP conversation right now. He's playing out of his mind, uh, carrying that Warriors team and just put on a show last night against the Magic. Uh, then I'm going two point guards, uh, Damian Lillard. Is, yeah, this is the backcourt. This is the Splash Brothers this season, right? Yeah, Steph and Dame. And then Kawhi, LeBron, and Jokic. And Kawhi, LeBron, and Jokic are all in the MVP conversation with Steph. You voted for LeBron? Uh, he's, on my, he's on my all-star team, yeah. How dare you? I got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Jokic. <laughs> I mean, you're taking Paul have- George over LeBron? That's who I voted for. Oh my god! You're not one of my guys in fantasy, but you know I'm looking. I'm looking to the future. If, just, look, if that's who we're like in terms of like who we're voting for, yeah, I, I agree with Hami here. I did. Well, Dame I, I, that's what I mentioned. Then, this is my spite lineup. Yeah, exactly. It's a spite lineup. So like, I'm never going to put LeBron in. I, I put I put Kawhi, Jokic, and I put Demar Derozan oh, as the other forward. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Mostly because uh, somehow they managed to keep the Spurs relevant. And uh, Kawhi's been gone since, what, 2018, 2017? So I, I shout out to, to DeMar DeRozan. And thank, thank you to DeMar DeRozan for, for not finding a way to get on the stupid Lakers because that would have been bad for everyone. That would have been bad for the world. That would have been bad for nature. So uh, DeMar, you know, I think he deserves a vote. Kind of crazy, but I'm also okay with it. No one has mentioned Luka Doncic. The guy going into the season, he was like the front runner for. I, I knew he'd get all the votes he needed to get. You so gotta I win. Like, yeah, I, I feel Luka like your team needs I'm to really win. I'm really games happy to, that the vote came out to, to Levine over Trey. That's good. I'm yeah. really happy. Yeah, that it was like you know Levine over Trey. I was very happy about that. I was just like, this is this is amazing. Because Trey Young, uh, you know, as much as I really liked him last year and stuff like that, his uh, baiting is really getting to me. It's, it's really uh, getting on my nerves. It's feeling a little more annoying than the initial masturbator himself. Hmm. And the masturbator hasn't been that bad lately. Like, and I'm saying lately, the last couple of years. It last year or so, at least. But Could Trey be the new masturbator? Oh, no, no, no. He, he, he's a baiter and I think he can only be a great baiter, but you know, he, maybe, he could, you know, it, it depends. It's, it's more on longevity. Right. And the, I guess the volume. Is so, he a, maybe an I think his, his size probably holds him back. Hmm. That's in this situation. Yeah. But you know, he's got a short charge. So maybe he can he'll bounce right back. Interesting. Unlike James Harden, he can't really like, you know, like obviously like the, durability of course and then like i i just don't think you're gonna get as many calls at the rim the way harden does 
where he's not able to like challenge people the same way because Harden has the height. And he's not an Allen Iverson type, you know. He's not the type to be like thrown around, you know. He he, he he's going to be worn out, you know. He's he's not like. A- You know, for a second there, I thought Trey Young was maybe going to be a guy uh, in the MVP conversation. But the Hawks have not been – I mean, they haven't been bad, but they haven't been nearly as good as I thought they were going to be. They're 11-13 and 13 so far. I I thought they kind of were going to – I mean, they were, they were my dark horse team, you know. I thought they'd be maybe – well, I don't know. Then again, like – it seems like everyone besides like, you know, that the top two teams, Philadelphia and the Bucks, like everyone in the East is just like right around 500 until you get down to the very bad teams, the magic, you know, the wizards and the Pistons. I think injuries and COVID have just made it look that way. I feel like by the end of the year, the heat will rise. Toronto will rise. Boston will rise. I think Indiana will fade a little bit because of obviously the the Oladipo trade and not going to have Levert for a while, not going to have TJ Warren for a while. Uh, Boston, I think, will bounce back now that everybody's healthy. Um, and the same thing for Toronto and Miami. I mean, Miami is showing why they were in the finals. I think just COVID has kind of messed them up. Max Struess, baby. Uh, so I think by the end of the year, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta isn't in the top eight at the end of the year. Mm. I could see them slipping down to like nine, nine maybe. Uh, I just, I mean, from the beginning, I was not a believer in Atlanta uh, and with uh, Hunter who was having an insane year out for a while with the minute there. I think it's just another issue. They don't have oh, guys DeAndre can, Hunter. Sorry. They don't have enough small forwards. I mean, we saw what Gallinari the other night, four jab steps and a three, like 10 feet behind the three point line and he airballed it. Uh, and he's I, been I don't really in think they're out of the lineup. Gonna, yeah. I mean, he, it, it it's just the, the fit just seemed so odd at the beginning of the year, and it seems even worse now. Um, I, I just don't have much hope for Atlanta. And I'm happy they kind of reverted to the mean because they came out really hot beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm happy they're kind of helping me prove my prediction right and being under 500 right now. I think I my, not that high. Team, my dark horse team, I think before the season, I think it might have been – what I was thinking was the Pacers, but I think now it's going to be the, I mean, I, I'm thinking now it's Boston. Uh, so, I mean, I guess, you know, that, that whole division is just going to be a war of itself, but uh, so yeah, uh, I guess that's, that's pretty much my dark horse team. So, and, but as far as Atlanta, uh, I thought they'd be a little bit better, but they're actually not like too far behind. I mean, from, I mean, like that division, I mean, that, that's a war of itself, you know? That's like a – is that like the NFC East of this year? <laughs> I mean, it's it's honestly pretty pretty nutty because the Magic completely fell off. The Heat are surging back into it. And, I mean, I feel like the Heat are destined to overtake the Hornets and the Hawks, right? Like, they have I to. Think, I think they'll end up three or four. Really? Okay, so you think they're really going to climb. They're I mean, really I can't knock bad. that. There's not really that big of a gap, like you said. I mean, like the, the biggest Yeah, there's only two and a half games between them and Boston. I think the only teams that won't that nobody's gonna catch up to is probably Milwaukee or Philadelphia unless they have injuries. But other than that, I'm like, I don't really see any anybody can come up from behind. Five game win streak and you're probably like 
in the fifth seed. Well, how do you feel about the Nets, the no-defense Nets? When everyone's healthy, they're great. They just, yeah, don't play any defense. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what to make of them. Like, they're going to score 120 points per game. Pretty damn good, but like the worst defense ever. I don't know. I I think that uh, I, I'm hoping that they can get JaVale McGee because I feel like that would kind of make them closer to what they it, – it would give them like a poor man's Jared Allen, you know. But Andre Drummond is very old now. It's not the same guy he used to be. And uh, isn't he only like twenty nine? Andre Drummond? Or yeah, I'm he, sorry, he, not Andre Drummond. Not DeAndre. You Jordan. meant DeAndre, right? Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, Brain Jordan. There. He, he is still shooting like eighty percent from the floor, which is just insane to me. Still, even though it's just literally just like dunks. Yeah. But like still eighty percent. Like that's that's pretty nasty. I think he he's probably doubling his free throw percentage <laughs> i wonder what on the floor like <laughs> that's insane Jeez, yeah his free throw percentage this year uh 53 not good yeah he's uh having not as bad as like what it used to be because he used to be like 30 something percent yeah he would get down in like the like the 30s 40s at least uh him and drummond <laughs> Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like with, yeah. for a while before he hit 58 one year, his last year in LA, it was like 38, 42, 39, 43. Then finally he peaked at 48. <laughs> well, peaked for his, his Clippers tenure. <laughs> oh man. Those are rough. Those Clippers. Uh, they had like set him out in the game, in the fourth quarters and stuff like that. Yeah, back when Hackashack, when you could you could actually do that, he shot seventy percent in eighteen nineteen. That's pretty damn good. Um, Seems like a fluke, though. But yeah, you know, boss, I probably agree with you. I, I think the Heat do have a pretty good chance. I don't know if they could like catch the Nets just because I feel like they're gonna, but maybe they could certainly catch Boston. Yeah, two and a half behind Boston. I think like, I don't know. I just feel like the it's kind of weird how people kind of I want to kind of use the word disrespectful. Like people just. It wasn't a fluke that they went to the championship, you know, they handled the Celtics, they handled the Bucks. Like, yeah, they really miss Jay Crowder, who's been super important in Phoenix. Jeez. It's just amazing how many like clutch moments he he has. They, they aren't always scoring. It could be a tap out. It could be taking a charge. It could be like making a key stop, but they're missing that Phoenix is enjoying it, but they're still like the Miami heat and Jimmy Butler has, you know, totally fixed things. The second he came back, they have started to look like themselves again. Uh, it's not like they've had this hardest competition in their last four game win streak, beating the wizards, the Knicks twice. And then, uh, the Rockets, but I feel like they're starting to like find their identity. And as you guys mentioned, DePaul Blue Demon legend Max Struess all of a sudden is like it's it's so Miami, right? 
that this guy just randomly finds himself in a uh, big role or a bigger than anticipated role has 21 points last night against the Rockets. He's like Duncan Robinson without the hops or with the hops. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like what he's maybe, maybe a little bit worse. Uh, well, he's worse than Duncan Robinson right now, but like, we don't really know. Um, they, they did like a post game interview with him too. And I was watching that, that I, I'm looking forward to him there. It's a good spot to be in. Um, probably like the second best spot out of Chicago, even though like it's not a great spot to be in, in Chicago, but like it would have been fun for us, but uh, it's good to see him in Miami. They're always such a deep team. Uh, Yeah. Boston in the summer league last year. Yeah. That that would have been a pretty good spot for him too, but yeah, no, but the, the heat definitely for sure. Well, the Heat, they actually, like, give you a chance. It doesn't matter if you're a first-round draft pick or, like, a D-League signing. You know, like, you, you saw it with Kendrick Nunn. You saw it with Duncan Robinson. They, they just find these guys, you know. And Max Struess is just the latest one. It's crazy. I mean, he, he could have been a bull, right? He was a bull. Even, like, Harrow and, uh, and Adebayo, they weren't, like, high draft picks either. They weren't like top five. They weren't top eight. I think they were both outside the top 10. So like, it's just, they're just good at finding the right players. Uh, and they got the ultimate time, guy. Yeah. Jimmy the Bob. next time Spolstra is like on the market, <laughs> everyone's going to want Eric Spolstra. Oh, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. He still looks like he's 35 too. So <laughs> I mean, he, he's, I he's going anywhere. Yeah. He's the Pat Riley clone. You know, he's like pretty much, you know, it's like Darth Plagueis and Palpatine, you know, you got old man Riley over there. Just he's secretly running everything. You know, he's the master of the universe that is Miami basketball, just orchestrating things in the shadows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the shadows. Since 95, though, since 95. <laughs> uh anyway, let's talk a little bit uh Steph Curry guys. Is this uh is he is he like the best point guard of all time? I mean like yeah, I don't know. really? Like I've it's seen sh- people argue that he's not a point guard. I've seen people argue that he's, he's a shooting guard. Well, a lot of Well, that's stupid. I never really get that argument <laughs> though because it's like the point guard's supposed to make the rest of his teammates better. And like yeah. look at like Juan Toscano Anderson. So like th- these guys around him, they benefit so much just from having him on the court. Even Steph- if he's not making the pass, he's still the reason the he's, able to shoot. He, he's the primary ball handler. Like if you, I mean, he, he's him and Draymond are the points on that team. You know, like yeah. you have your your point forward and Draymond and Steph Curry is absolutely a point guard. He's the best I mean, point guard in the league right now, right? He's only averaging six assists per game, but it's like, I feel like he's responsible for so much more than just six assists. Uh, well, Draymond's like the primary, uh, he, he leads the team in assists still, right? Yeah. I mean, he's averaging like, he's averaging eight a game. Like yesterday he had 11. So it's like, I feel like when Draymond gets an assist, it's because it started in Curry's hands. If that makes sense. I feel like it's yeah. like the assist to the assist. Like they wouldn't be able to get Wiggins, Ubre, none. Of, they wouldn't be able to get their shots, the shots that they do get if Curry wasn't there. And like I feel like we saw with Green last year too. It's like without Curry on the floor, without 
play on the floor. I feel like Green's impact goes way down. Well, without Clay on the floor, and you know, I feel like they're doing more with Curry off the ball. I don't have any numbers to back up my claim, but it just seems like a lot of this stuff is, you know, they're running Curry off these screens. They're just finding ways to get him open real quick. And, you know, last night he like, cause the magic, they were making it really competitive for sure. Uh, but once Steph took over, it was like game over, you know? And, and it was just like, it had that old school warriors feel where it's like, it was really competitive until it wasn't. You know, like the, the the Warriors just after kind of getting their ass kicked in the second quarter, they got outscored 36 to 18 in the second quarter. And then Curry just comes in uh, guns a blazing in the third if, uh, finishes with 40 points and they outscore the magic 37 to 25 in that third quarter. And then like really didn't look back from there. But I mean, good God, you know, 10 of nine, he hit 10 threes. You know, like, I, I honestly do think he's probably my top point guard of all time. Uh, one of the things I, I really think about when I say, like, best of all time at something is I think about their influence, you know. And his impact on the game is right up there with Wilt Chamberlain, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. And and with Magic, especially. It's like, I feel like that's always the the conversation that like him or magic yeah like i'm I'm pretty i think curry's the best i mean like he still seems like he has a lot of years left too so it's like it'll be interesting to see what he does moving forward uh i really want to see them play philadelphia because it was really fun last night watching the blazers play against philadelphia and like watching simmons guard uh lillard i want to see how simmons does guarding curry and you have Steph or Seth. And yeah, and I just want to see how many times Steph ends up cooking him. <laughs> like <laughs> because, the driveway. Yeah, I mean, even like Lillard, when he puts on the burst, Simmons didn't seem to have much of a chance. But like he covered the threes really well. That would be a very fun finals matchup. I don't think we'll get it this year unless the Warriors make some sort of monster move. Uh, or Curry scores 45 every game in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like no matter who you are, you don't want to see the, you don't want to see the, the Warriors in the first round. Dude, you have to deal with Draymond. You have to deal with, you have to deal with like, you know, Ubre and Wiggins and all them. And you had to deal with Steph. It's like, I, I, if they end up being like seven or eight seed, I feel like the Lakers are going to do whatever it takes to not have to play the Warriors. <laughs> And if they get matched up with the Jazz in the first round, I think they can beat the Jazz. They just need to get a, a healthy big man. Yeah. Because like right now they're playing with Draymond and at Draymond at center, Toscano Anderson at center. They don't have a center. What if they traded for Vucevic? Like uh, Reed, our, our buddy Reed, friend of the program, he sent me a, a hypothetical trade. It was Wiseman for Vucevic. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'd rather have Wiseman so you can kind of build that for the future. Yeah, I but wouldn't this... trade Wiseman for him. Like, even if you get somebody like Drummond or JaVale McGee off, like, buy, buyouts. Because, mm. like, I feel like both those guys will end up being better than 
especially better than Kevon Looney and at least better than Wiseman in the short term. I don't think I don't think you give up on Wiseman that quickly. Yeah, it would be like trading it would be very short sighted, you know. Unless it's like Wiseman and the Minnesota pick for like Bradley Beal. Because you know the Warriors are probably always on the lookout for like the next big trade or the next person to get with the way their front office seems to be. Yeah. I think Beal would be a bit of a stretch considering, you know, they're they're gonna stay loyal to Clay. Oh, and I then... mean Clay at the three and Beal at the two. They'll be they'll be fine. They'll have the finals buzz already if they do that. Jeez, that's terrifying to think about. Yeah, it, uh, maybe defense in the backcourt might be a little rough, but like you got Clay Wiseman and Draymond making up for it. Well, when Wiseman is, if he reaches his potential, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's such a hypothetical though. Yeah, I mean honestly, like they've been solid defensively too. It's not like, you know, the Warriors of old, but, you know. I mean, like, dude, I think Hami says it all the time, the Kerr effect, especially on Wiggins. Wiggins turned into, like, a a really good defender this year. Yeah, Wiggins is kind of came around a little bit. Oubre is, is tolerable. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, everything seems to be going all right for the Warriors, and you know, I mean, right around that 7-8 spot. So that's the thing now. Now they're going to be playing these play-in games. Uh, I hope they don't – I hope it's not permanent, honestly, if it's an 82-game season. But who knows if we're even getting those. No, no, we definitely will be getting the 82-game season. But I, I believe we're going to get those back. But Honestly, I think the uh, play-in games are, are here to stay. I, I think, think they are too. Yeah. yeah there's money to be made. It, that's true. But it's also like, man, we're going to – Let's just have an 100 game season, you know, 100 game regular season. Why You're, not let's just do that? And like, oh my just, God. The, the players, if anyone from the players' game. union is let's listening, let's do an right actual now. regular season. We don't need a tournament within the season. We're about to get canceled. <laughs> the, the players' union is so pissed that Hami just suggested a 100 game season. 100 games. That's what these players like, want. <laughs> With, like, injuries, if you get to the end of the year and, like, you look like the Magic right now, if they get in, if they still have all the injuries they have right now, it's going to be, like, <laughs> Frank Mason starting a, a play-in game. With against Giannis Bud and Pablo Sanchez. Like, yeah, it's that, that's, guys it's off the like, street. They're going to bring back, like, Joe Johnson for a game just to play off playoff game, like, 10-day contract, <laughs> plays 25 minutes at 40 years old. Like, I feel like that'll end up happening too much in those play-ins. Yeah, I mean, the, the, stats, the stats for the playing games don't don't count for like the regular season or the playoff stats. It doesn't count in anything. So the game does not count. The game does yeah. not count. I don't like that. I don't like that the stats don't count because it's like even like I remember it last year. Uh, I think it was Nurkic, Nurkic had that twenty twenty game yeah. against against uh, Memphis, and they didn't count. And they didn't like didn't like show up in the. The record, the game whatever, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, what the heck? Why doesn't this? It's just temporary what, record. Was it? What was it? If it, if the stats don't count, what is the game? For? Like there. a charity game? <laughs> There's money to be made. <laughs> you know, like money. Well, the, I mean, but the, the 82 game season though, like, what's the point of having, you know, like two extra games? I guess unless like you actually need TV ratings. 
What's that? Or you TV ratings, money. It's that, literally, it, it's 100% about the money. It's not about anything else. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can understand, you know, how baseball sometimes they'll do one, like when you need one, but like, you don't need one, you know, like you had that one weird year where the wolves and the nuggets happened to play the last game of the season and the winner happened to be, you know, going to the so natural. Yeah. Yeah. But that happened naturally, but like, and sometimes weird shit happens, but like, no, it's about the money, man. Like, let's not fool ourselves. I feel like they're trying oh, to disincentivize the tanking, too. Did you say 85 games, Tommy? If you're a seven or eight seed, you, you would get punished. If you're an NBA hell, you get punished <laughs> with an 85-game regular season. <laughs> yeah, in the lake of fire. If you're, the, if you're the Magic, if you're the Wizards, if you're Charlotte. <laughs> you're fighting for the NBA hell. <laughs> but the fans get to watch L- LaMelo and, yeah, and a, and a yeah. playoff game, a quote playoff game. They get to see LaMelo against Trey in their, you know, in a fake playoff game. This bullshit. I hate it. Foaming I hate at it. The get mouth. rid of the playing game. If, if you're doing an 82 game season, if it's like this, this is a what 72 game season. Sure. Do a playing game, but 82 games. It's like you, you play 82 games for this. You could also like call it like a playoff game, and then the winner is in like a five game series against the against the one seed or something. Yeah, yeah that works. I feel like that would be that would be kind of neat too. They had they had to lump the seven seed into it. Yeah, because it's like, dude, how often do a seven or eight seed win? Why not just make it five games? Let the the first and second seed not get any injuries, and then they can just like walk through. Because it's like, dude, who's like even like this year, the Bulls are gonna beat the Sixers in the first round, or the Hawks are gonna beat the Sixers in the first round, or whatever. Orlando's gonna beat Milwaukee in the first round. It's it's not gonna happen. Yeah, Orlando's happens. not gonna be anywhere near the playoffs. This is they're they're screwed. Yeah, they're they're pretty screwed. Yeah, like if it weren't for the injuries, maybe, but I don't think that there's any road for them to realistically get back into the mix with how hurt they are. But yeah, like the 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 point remains, like whether it's Orlando or Cleveland or New York, like, yeah, it's just, you're just waiting to get swept by the Sixers or Bucks or Nets, right? Like, maybe they steal one. Yeah, Probably. at most. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, out West, it's different. I really do think so. Because, like, right now, like, like, let's say what happens if Dallas kind of fig- figures it out later in the season and they have a play-in game and then they're playing Utah in the first round or they're playing, you know, the Lakers or the Clippers in the first round. Like, Dallas could win that. Like, it would be a huge upset. But, like, if firing all cil- on an all-cylinders Mavs team, in theory, you know, that's, like, more of a series than it would be out east when you have, you know – the Knicks against the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure about Dallas. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen much of them this season. I know they've been struggling, and I know people have been pissed off at them with their little uh, national anthem thing. The NBA intervened. They've won three in a row. Since then, huh? Really? Uh, they're the. Yeah, I mean, they're four of their last five. Like, they're slowly starting to turn it around. We're in a reactionary sports culture. 
<laughs> like people really like no, to I freak think, out, you know. NBA, I think the NBA has always had that rule that there's like a national anthem, like a, uh, you know, assumed that there's a national think, anthem, something like that. I just find it really funny that like it happened for what 13 games, and then Cuban said something about it, and then they shut it down. It's like y'all didn't care enough to say anything before. You didn't even notice. <laughs> they didn't notice for 13 games. <laughs> like what? What happened? <laughs> Did they fire the person who's supposed to check? <laughs> I'll take that job. <laughs> you have to tune into the to the league pass stream and see if they're playing the anthem. If they're not, dock them. <laughs> <laughs> Boban probably was like, "Turn that shit off." <laughs> I don't want to hear it. We got too many European players over here. We don't need the national anthem unless Matt? you sing all of them. I don't know what what will happen with them because there's too many teams in the West that are doing really well right now. Well, with a like, name like Cuban, he's probably a communist. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, what like who's gonna drop? That's the that's the question. It's like the Warriors aren't gonna drop out unless somebody gets hurt. Phoenix is not gonna drop. I feel like you can say Utah and the LA teams are already safe. Portland, unless Dame gets hurt, it doesn't seem like they're gonna drop. Portland, man. <laughs> Denver, Denver doesn't seem like they're reverting to being bad. Yeah, uh, Denver's like, oh, I, I don't know what to think about them because, you know, they, uh, what was the game last? Yeah, they like lost to the Kings again. Like I get Jamal Murray was out. I, I just can't make up my mind because then they turn around and beat the Cavs 133-95. But. And like, speaking of Jamal, dude, that guy needs to like pretend to show up in the regular season. I think he's hurt, man. Something's not right. 18 18 points a game. He's in and out of the lineup. I mean, like, I feel like every year there's, like, everyone's waiting for, like, the star or, like, the all-star season from him. But, like, he only does it in the playoffs, which is, like, good. But, like, I feel like this year it might not not be enough. Because it feels like Jokic is just playing alone out there as, like, the only star while every other team in the West has, like, two. Yeah. I but mean, then Denver's going at it with one, and the Spurs are going at it with none. Here's my thing with Jamal Murray, and he's only 23. So, like, I think he is going to continue to get better. And like I said, I don't think he's super healthy. But the dude's on the, on the books for $29 million this year. And he's, like, an $18 million caliber player. Like, I'm not saying he's bad, but he's overpaid. Like they are not getting enough for what they pay him. And so it's like a bad contract. He's not a bad player, but it's a bad contract. It's weird because like him and Jokic are so dependent on each other where they make each other so much better. And you really see that when uh, Murray's off the floor, cause the nuggets get all one dimensional, but like, I don't know. I'm not sold on Jamal Murray. Like, he was awesome in the bubble, but you're paying this dude, you know, $29 million. And I think he's averaging 19 points a game. It's like 18 and something. I, Hami, what do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Um, I was going to say, uh, speaking of Western Conference NBA hell teams, the Spurs, they have an easier schedule coming up. Uh, so, um, but yeah, regarding to that last point, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm not sure. The Spurs get it done with such an like anemic offense. (laughs) 
They they yeah. like they don't score that much, but like somehow, I mean, like I feel like it helps when it's like Murray and and White on the uh, on the outside as the guards. Both of them are such good defenders. Like somehow they just seem to hang around every year. But like I don't know, do they do they have like the longevity to keep it going or or what? Yeah, I'm not really big on. Uh, I mean, obviously the Spurs are uh, about to like they're they're about to go through a whole different phase. But the Nuggets, I'm not really huge on Denver this year. Uh, I was actually um, thinking that Utah might be pretty good, but um, I didn't think they'd be like number one. You know, by this point, good. But yeah, uh, I, I kind of agree with Adam. Uh, you know, he is kind of like more like a 20 million kind of player, 18 million. I don't know, but uh, he's. Uh, Jamal Murray, he's uh, – I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't say he's overrated, but, he, you know, because he's not really seen as, like, one of the best players, like shooting guards or whatever, in the league normally. Yeah. He's just, like, really good with Jokic. People think of them as the married couple, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not a superstar. I think a lot of people thought this might all-star, be, like, his, yeah. his breakout year. I don't think he's even going to be an all-star this year. Like, it's he's just not doing enough. And the thing is, like – and this isn't oh, his yeah, fault we'll either – He's like an all-star level talent, right? But he's like, you know, not, I don't know. He's, he's, he's that type of star. There's like too many team. other great guards in the West. Uh, obviously, he's not like an all-star. Like, gonna be, he's going to be voted in or whatever, even by the coaches. Because it's, what, 12 players? And it really depends on injury because he could get voted in or whatever. But, yeah, he, he's, he's good enough, I guess, at his best to be like an all-star. I, guess, I mean, right? just, just like off the top of my head, right? Like, here are player, point guards in the West who are better than Jamal Murray, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, Luka Doncic, if you want to call him that. And then you get into, like, and like Chris John Paul, for, for certainly John. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably rather have Murray than John Wall, but, like. I guess, like, currently right now, I'd probably, I think Wall's numbers are better. Okay. Even, like, even, like, CJ McCollum is better than, than Jamal Murray. Than De'Aaron Jamal. Fox? Yeah, Mur- well, McCollum has been a lot better. But even like, uh, I, I, I guess I assume Murray is a shooting guard. Uh, I mean, you know, he's he's their point guard for sure. He starts at point guard, but like Jokic is the point guard. Yeah, let's yeah, like let's be real. Yeah, I mean, Jokic. technically Gary Harris is that shooting guard, and it seems I mean the Nuggets have been dealing with so many injuries uh, all year, and it's like, I don't know. Because right now, you know, Harris is hurt, Dozier's hurt. And it's like this weird, like RJ Hampton's getting all these minutes, Marcus Howard's playing in games. And then you got Facundo Capazzo, who's everybody's favorite. Um, but I don't know, man. It's just a weird, weird team. <laughs> like, I feel like this is a down guys averaging double figures, I think. Who is? I think they have like eight people averaging in double figures. That's incredible. And then like only Jokic at more than 20. And they're they're like what their top 10 offense right now. I think is in points per game. Okay. Yeah, I'm pulling them up on Stat Muse right now. Yeah, they're third in points scored per game. And their defense is getting better. They're only allow, uh, allowing 112 points per game now, so that that is getting better. Yeah, they're uh, still a better defense than the Bulls, better defense than the Blazers, and honestly, I think they're better than a, a good chunk of the teams in the in the Western Conference, or at least on par with a lot of these teams. 
You know, I actually got a pretty insane uh, stat. Shout out to my my uh, my cousin in law Jeff uh, for sharing this one to me uh, with me. Let me let me just pull it up. Um, here we go. So this is through February tenth. Uh, the stat is for this is uh off NBA Math their Twitter. So Jokic is like at the very top in points added and like barely behind Ben Simmons for the top in points allowed or, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, points saved like Jokic has been actually like an elite defender statistically. Like that's kind of crazy, you know, in numbers, I uh, don't always mean everything, you know, but like the whole bad defender thing with Jokic, it's kind of a myth at this point. Like will he's Jok- not Joel Embiid. Will Jokic be the new Westbrook? Will he be enough? The guy, the everything guy. I'd rather have Jokic than a prime Westbrook. Yeah, of course. Like I, I think I mean, Jokic. Prime, prime but, but will Jokic be enough? Prime What's Westbrook that? was an MVP eighth seed, got swept in the first round, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were the sixth seed, but yeah. A sixth seed? What, did they get swept they, in the they, first round or they, they win a they game? Lost, they lost in five. They, they won one game, the Rockets. Jokic. Yeah, so like, even like Prime Westbrook wasn't – I I try to like Westbrook a lot, but like then like this year he just backs it up that like he has no business being paid that max money. Yeah, I, I guess Jokic's problem was the whole thing about like being a little passive, but you know, I, I I really don't sense that from him, especially when it comes to the playoffs. So yeah, and I think the whole thing about Jokic being passive, like frankly, I'm calling bullshit on that. Like I I feel like th- those are just people who like don't understand his style of play. Like he's a pass first center, and I think it's hard to analyze a pass first center because like those words have never been put together before him. You know, but I've been saying for years, Jokic at his best isn't the best scorer on the team. Like he's super clutch. He's giving you 27 points per game, but like you kind of have to build him around him. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't want to be the, like the guy, you know, who's going to like in, in three years, if Michael Porter Jr. somehow develops into you know, the player he's shown flashes to be or Jamal Murray does approach like superstar or all-star caliber. It's a completely different situation, right? But like, you can't hold it against him like that he's a pass first player, but he has gotten way more aggressive the past few years, especially late in games. Yeah. I'd say like maybe like two years ago, he was a little passive. I, I guess think the turning like, point was actually... Like, in terms of like the skill level he's at and like how much he did score. Well, he was just around like 20 points a game. Like, yeah. Honestly, so like, I think I mean, the turning point was like two like years ago like, in the playoffs. He just seems like a different player now. Yeah. Especially last year in the playoffs and right now. Well, it was like maybe two years ago, the Spurs game or Spurs series first round that went seven. Like, I feel like Jokic in that series realized like, oh shit, the only way we're going to win these games is if I like take over. And then he started kind of doing that. And then, you know, he had 47 the other day uh, against the Portland series. Utah. Even the Portland series two years ago when they went to the conference finals, it's like 
you would think that like if Jokic is getting guarded by not not Nurkic but by Cantor, that the Nuggets should have won that series. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like today's Jokic would have been able to like will them to a win that year. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he's he's evolving because he is like he's a better scorer than he's ever been. Now he's shooting forty percent from three this year. That's insane. Like eleven point three rebounds, eight point six assists, one point six steals. And then, like, 56% from the field, 40% from three. Like, the dudes, he doesn't really have any weaknesses. Honestly, I think the MVP conversation, it's like him and Joel Embiid for me right now, and then everybody else. Yeah, I feel like people put LeBron up there as well. I feel like you can you can put Kawhi up in there as yeah. well. Curry, of course, should be in the top five at least. You just rounded out my, my top five, personally. That That is it. I mean, like, these are all the second-tier guys, though. I mean, Zach Levine's obviously the front-runner. <laughs> we can see Zach Levine drop 50 one of these days. I can see it. I mean, he almost did it the other night. I mean, it seems like he, he's he's flirted with it a few times. He's due. Like, what's his I career mean, high? His, his last 10, he's averaging, like, 30-plus a game. Or something. I'm looking up his career high right now. 49. November 23rd, 2019. Against Charlotte, right? That nasty game where he hit the game winner too? Yeah. Oh, that was a great one. Who knows? Maybe uh, they play tonight? Yeah, they play tonight. They play in uh, in two minutes. Ooh. And the Bulls. Oh, he's not doing it against uh, Kawhi. <laughs> Dude, I think I think Paul George is back tonight, though, so that, that should be good. Oh, no, he's out. Oh. He have a chance to steal it, dude. They have one win against – they have one – they're what? They're one in 25, I think the stat was, against playoff teams from last year. So here, here's the chance to make it two in 25. I don't even want to hear <laughs> and, the stats about last Lakers. year. Different team. <laughs> Different team. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Uh, anything else you guys want to get to before we wrap this one up here? Go Kings. Yeah, go Kings. Go Kings. All right, I w- I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say it, but I will say go Bulls. I'll say go Bulls. Uh, I'll say kind of go Nuggets, but I- I'm I'm just gonna say go Warriors. That that's that's the team I'm gonna send my love to today. Uh, keep being fun, Golden State. Keep keep making these. Uh, Keep turning Andrew Wiggins into an all-star, Steve Kerr. And uh, Steph, keep being Steph. All right, folks, you've been listening to Hoopstrom's podcast. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time.